You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hi, everybody. I'm Anthony Petrovin. Thank you for tuning in. Time to talk a little White Sox. Time to talk to our favorite man on the scene on the south side, and that is Scott Merkin. Merck, uh, the White Sox are the first-place White Sox going into this week. Obviously uh, caught fire since we last spoke. The pitching's been good all year, but it's kind of been otherworldly here uh, in this recent, recent stretch, and uh, not, uh, perhaps not surprising uh, in the case of uh, Chris Sale and Jose Quintana. Those guys have been terrific. Yeah, it, it's. I mean, it's what they expected would drive them to the postseason. Now, again, you, know, you temper everything by saying you know you're not even a month into the season at, at this point. So, you know, what's great now could be questionable in May or June. You never know. But it, it does. I've had a couple people come up to me, people I trust in baseball, who say this team looks legit. This team is impressive. They're, they might be one bet short right now, but you know the Sox will go after that if that's the case. But the pitching is what drives me, and the key thing for the pitching, which goes hand in hand is the defense has been outstanding this year. So, yeah. you know, last year where sometimes Sox pitchers were kind of pressing to get the strikeout or had to get four or five outs in an inning, this year they're getting helped on, you know, excellent plays such as the triple play. I think it was 9-3-2-6-2-5, I remember, uh, Friday night. But, yeah, Salem Quintana is expected. Rodon has been good minus one really bad start, and Latos has been out of this world so far. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, and it's an evolving uh, personnel, as we're seeing this week. Now, we're recording this uh, on Monday in advance of Miguel Gonzalez's White Sox debut, but uh, certainly a, a big show of faith to, to call him up uh, after signing him to that minor league deal earlier uh, in the month, and you kind of juxtapose that against John Danks' struggles. Uh, so that, that dynamic it remains to be seen how it all plays out, but, but certainly it, it seems like Miguel Gonzalez uh, has the capability to stick in, the resort, in this rotation. Well, it's interesting this change came after John had a, a decent start, at least numbers-wise, I believe it was, yeah. let's see, Thursday, right, against the Angels. Six innings, two runs. Now, one thing that does not ever sit well with White Sox pitching coach Don Cooper and pretty much any pitching coach or team in baseball is that John walked five in that game. You know, and his velocity is just kind of where it is at this point. You know, he's a different pitcher since the surgery. We've said that a thousand times. But, you know, he did give them a chance to win in that game, and the offense just didn't come through against Jared Weaver that day. But, you know, this is an in, there's a bunch of different in, interesting scenarios that come from this. You know, Miguel Gonzalez is going to get paid more than a nominal fee, obviously, when he, you know, yeah. makes his major league debut. So you would guess that he's probably there, whether it's long relief or spot start. So then what does that mean for John Danks? I had a chance to talk to John after the game Sunday. And, you know, he basically said that he was the emergency guy out of the pen on Sunday. So the one thing about John is you, you won't, as the old saying goes, you might find teammates that are as good as John, but none better than John. And if, you know, they want him to be wrong, long relief and pitch, you know, in mop-up duty, then he's going to do that. He's ready to do that. But as of right now, the plan was, as we taped this, the plan was Gonzalez to go in Toronto, followed by Sale and Quintana. Danks pitched the first game at Baltimore. And Robin's not big on going, you know, two, three weeks out past that. They're going to go with that and see what happens. I don't even think they have, you know, a Sunday starter set yet, which, you know, they have a couple different options and possibly Gonzalez or Sale, which, you know, you most likely want to get Sale two starts on the road trip. 
but you see what happens. So, you know, they have options. That's that's who they're turning to, and, and he makes the most. I know Eric Johnson was up here as kind of insurance and didn't pitch. I, I think Gonzalez obviously is, is ahead of him now. Whether Gonzalez takes that dang spot or just is, you know, stretching out the staff this week, giving them an extra day, we shall see as the week plays on. Well, one guy who certainly uh, solidified his standing in this rotation in the early going is Matt Latos. We've talked about him uh, quite a bit already on, on this podcast in spring and uh, after his first couple starts. But, man, he just keeps going, Mark. Uh, 4-0, and started the White Sox career, probably already providing surplus value on that $3 million contract. Yet to allow a hit to a right-handed batter with his sinker, uh, highest whiff percentage with his slider since 2013. And this is some real stuff that's happening here. He is to pitching excellence what the Eagles are to musical excellence pretty much right now, I think. Oh, you know, boy. Pretty much, pretty much unmatchable, unbeatable. No, and all, well, that is serious. But, you know, one thing I, I kind of have to laugh a little bit at is that, you know, in spring training, he pitched a lot in the minor league fields, which, which can't be a huge uh, emphasis for him. You know what I'm saying? It can't be a huge adrenaline rush for him. This is a guy who's pitched in the majors for quite some time. And he even said that, you know, one of his things he likes to do is get inside on hitters, and he didn't want to really – bust his own hitters inside when he's facing Avi Garcia on the backfield and, you know, possibly hit him there. But even in the two Cactus League games and in the exhibition game he pitched in San Diego, he wasn't great. He got hit a little bit. You know, his velocity wasn't great. And he told us, you know, with a smile on his face that it takes one bullpen or even one pitch to get it going. And good Lord, uh, I think he knew what he was talking about because he's been, he's been very good. I mean, he's, you know, even – against Texas where he gave up seven hits, and Texas was the highest-scoring offense coming into U.S. Cellular Field this weekend in the American League. But, you know, he managed to get out of jams, and he's just done a great – people forget, including myself, have forgotten that this was a really good pitcher before, you know, he got hurt. And the White Sox had an, an, a case like this in 2003 where Esteban Loaiza made it out of camp. He was a non-roster invite. He beat up Gil Heredia to be the fifth starter on that team and ended up as number two in the Cy Young voting that year behind Roy Holiday. 121 games, had an ERA below three, and started the All-Star game. So this is not unprecedented with the White Sox. They take a chance on a guy, and he pays big dividends. But, I mean, right now, you know, Latos went from going into the season where we're kind of thinking, okay, who would be the next guy up if this continues to, you know, along with Sale, two prime candidates for April, April Pitcher of the Month. He's been outstanding. You know, one, one final thing is he said to me at one point during a group interview session, he said, you know, if he's healthy and can control that slider, he feels like he's a pretty good pitcher, and he's done both of those so far this year. He's been both of those so far this year. He's been great. I don't know about the Eagles comp, though, Mark. Uh, I think it works, man. If you, if, you if you let it marinate a little bit, I think it works. As of now, I just look at it. Matt Latos is severely underpaid at the moment, whereas the Eagles were collecting gargantuan checks uh, for their greatest hits tours, their, their farewell tours over the years. So I don't know about that comp. But uh, and right, as I, I mentioned briefly to you in the pre-talk here, with both Chicago teams looking to be pretty solid right now, Joe Walsh and Don Henley playing in Chicago this summer, so it could be a great summer in Chicago overall. Yeah, I'll let that one marinate with the uh, listening right. audience. Sounds but good. back uh, to baseball. <laughs> you mentioned, uh, you know, they might be a bat short. Who knows? The offense right. um, has not collectively caught fire. Uh, but Frazier, Todd Frazier, certainly seems to be heating up six home runs in his, uh, I'm sorry, three home runs in the last six games. Is that correct? Um, yeah. yeah, certainly seems to be starting to look like the guy they expected when they made that trade. You know, he's um, a guy who you know he's going to, just like Jose Abreu. Jose Abreu was off to a very slow start. And probably, aside from when he was you know injured, I think it was an injured ankle his first year, I don't think he's had a stretch like this 
in his major league career. He's had stretches where he hit 390 over a six-week period, which is pretty incredible. But I don't think he's had a stretch like this. And I still think a good portion of that offense is going to, you know, come back to its level, if not above its level. That includes Frazier. That includes Abreu. Melky Cabrera is hitting well, you know, from the outset, which he didn't do last year. I think the question, which was the question going in, he was my pick as the breakout guy in our preseason stories, and it hasn't worked so far, is Avi Garcia. You know, the problem is he's getting used to DH at 24 years old, which he doesn't want to do. You know, really very few people, it seems like, in Major League Baseball choose to be a DH. You know, they, they like that that cross-purposing of being able to help defensively if they can't help offensively. And Avi, you know, while having a very good arm, did not have a very good season defensively last year. So it makes sense when you add Austin Jackson to have the outfield combination of Cabrera, Jackson, and Eaton. So yeah, the Sox are not one to jump fast, although they appear to have changed a little things, a little bit up in the starting rotation. So I'm not sure what they're going to do with Garcia. He, you know, right now, if you're looking at it, he is kind of the one bat short. But also, it's still, you know, one week to go in April. So we're not talking the end of May. We're not talking the middle of June, you know. So I'm not sure if they have in their mind a date will they give him a chance. I think the biggest thing for him is he just needs to go out there and keep getting those at-bats and keep getting the chance to turn it around because he did make some changes. It paid, he's kind of the flip side of Latos. You know, it paid off with a great spring training, but it's been a very slow start in April for Garcia. It has for Garcia, for Austin Jackson, for Jose Austin Abreu. Jackson, right. So definitely yeah. uh, some upside in that lineup. The catchers, um, you know, are off to a slower start too. But, yeah, I, I think a lot of those guys have some history where, you know, Austin Jackson may not hit 290 this year, but even if he hits 260 with his speed and defense, he's he's a yeah. huge value for the team. All right. Well, the White Sox are hot. The White Sox are hot. Uh, I don't know about uh, the Eagles these days. I don't know about these uh, solo tours that are, that are coming to Chicago, but, you know, Merck swears by them. So what are you going to do? Well, maybe, uh, maybe you'll be here covering one of the Chicago teams when one of them play this summer. Who knows? Yeah, maybe we can make that work. Um, there you go. Until then, I want to thank you all for tuning in. This has been MLB.com Extra, Chicago White Sox edition. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go. Every night, on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.